Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. This is Roxanne Gay, the host of the Roxanne Gay Agenda, the bad feminist podcast of your dreams. Each week, I talk to an interesting person about feminism, race, writing in books and art, food, pop culture, and yes, politics. We can't escape politics. Listen to the Luminary Original Podcast, The Roxanne Gay Agenda, every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Look through your children's eyes, and you will discover the true magic of a forest. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Actor Jesse Cave, who played Lavender Brown in Harry Potter, opened up about how her experience on set made future costume fittings absolutely terrifying for her. An attorney has gone viral for pointing out the double standards women face over, quote, professionalism that their male colleagues don't. And Screen Rant's May Abdulbaki joins us to talk about the surprise success of Jungle Cruise and how it's kind of a remake of The Mummy. <laughs> it's August 4th, 2021. Hey, friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Shyla Watson. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. Um, so, Casey, did you see the news that Rihanna is apparently officially a billionaire because oh, you of... know i saw it <laughs> this this is a billionaire i will celebrate eat the rich and also rihanna <laughs> yes i'm like happy for her like i mean i just love that you know i think celebrities get a bad rap sometimes of like stay in your lane but she has really gone all over the place and i love her freaking everything multi- yeah i love her freaking multiple lanes especially because they're so inclusive like yes, yes yes but also where's the album like <laughs> like she, she Shyla, has, she's busy she's a billionaire she can stop now like what's after <laughs> this just like please i need the music <laughs> all right so harry potter star jesse cave who played lavender brown in half-blood prince and deathly hollows has revealed how her time on the movie sets affected her body image jesse had recently told the independent that she was treated like quote a different species after gaining weight between the two films now, in a new interview with The Guardian, Jesse went on to say that she goes into costume fittings, quote, terrified and, quote, prepared to be told something unkind and said, quote, I've definitely considered losing weight. And when I have lost weight, I tend to get a part. Yeah. I mean, Shyla, this is just so freaking unfortunate that society is treating her this way and also the people on these sets because it seeps into every aspect of our life, especially Hollywood especially I, I i just want to say like okay if we as a society like women right now like on tiktok are just now in the past couple years fighting back against like our body image more publicly at least many people have been fighting behind the scenes 
if that's just starting now, Hollywood is so far away. <laughs> so eons, eons. And I think about how when she was doing Harry Potter, how young she probably mm, was yes. and how that really affects your psyche growing up. And then even to this day to still be told like, okay, your only value is when you're thin, your talent doesn't matter or that's secondary. How shitty is that? And I also want to say, first of all, no one should like have to get a part or not get a part because of how much they weigh. Um, but I feel like there's some like a difference when it's like, okay, if we're talking about Tomb Raider and that's a very specific aesthetic they're going for, right? Like if you're going for that look, this is Harry Potter. It's a bunch of wizards. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're like in cloaks. Like it's not like you're wearing something form fitting or anything. And even if you were, that shouldn't matter. But still, you're in a bunch of robes. Like, yes, I know. I, and to be clear, I think, you know, I don't know who the star of Tomb Raider is. I haven't seen it. I just know the Angelina posters. Angelina Jolie, they, right? Sorry, don't know. <laughs> Wait, and also, isn't it Alicia Vikander? Okay, anyways, okay. I think you could cast anyone for those roles, any roles. And I am so sorry that Jesse Cave had to go through that. Ugh. So, you know, speaking of unrealistic expectations for women, an attorney who goes by Rachel Diane went viral on TikTok for pointing out the double standards for what is, quote, professional for men and women. The reason why you have a problem with women living on the same playing field as men is because this is the first time that women are getting the exact same power and the exact same jobs as men. In the video, Rachel lists off examples of what she's previously done for work. I have been a go-go dancer, I have been a bottle girl, and I've been a stripper. I've been arrested more than once. I have almost failed out of college. And but how she spends her time. I shake my ass in nightclubs. When I go out to the beach, I have no problem wearing a provocative bikini and shaking it on a yacht while my friends pour champagne on me. After saying none of that makes her quote any less of a phenomenal attorney, Rachel added, and you're realizing the title mister doesn't mean shit. And because these women have these higher titles than you, you feel emasculated. And therefore, you feel the need to attack us and attack our licenses and try to strip us from something that we have worked so hard for. Okay, so I have a lot of thoughts. Um, first is, okay, we remember a few weeks ago, we had someone on the show and we were talking about like, Gen Z versus millennials on social media. And we were talking about how like our parents always told us like, don't put that on social media, like keep your um, personal life like private and like, don't put that out there. And I feel like that's really taken a turn for the better, but also that in and of itself is so gendered. Um, and we don't ever really talk about that. I mean, I feel like, again, just like we were always saying with Jesse Cave, like your value diminishes based on how you look to certain groups and how unfair that is. All of this like makes me feel like Gen Z, they're like stepping up to the plate right now. And I feel like that's really great. And it reminds me of something that's like really unfortunate is that's just the people that have this mindset of, well, that's just the way it is. It's a man's world and you need to adapt to it, like blah, blah, blah. And that made me think of Julia Reidstein, who's on BuzzFeed News. And she had just tweeted this last night. She wrote, got an email last night from a reader in her 60s criticizing my reporting on Cuomo because she said in her day, working women learn to either put up with sexual harassment or leave. Quote, work in a man's world, learn to deal with it or walk away. End quote, she said. It made me so sad. And Julia's tweet is going viral right now. And I feel like it's that same thing behind this viral TikTok where it's just very like, no, we're not going to put up with the way that we're being treated right now. I feel bad for that woman, whoever sent that email, because 
she clearly experienced that in the 60s. And that was never acceptable even then. Like, and it is just it's frustrating because it does feel like an uphill battle every day to like change the world. We have to like reshape it and how society thinks. And that's a lot to put on us. But also, what's the alternative? You know, <sighs> we will mm-hmm. change things, even if it even <sighs> if we have to go day by day, Shyla. That's all we can do. <laughs> now, I know our first two stories were connected. This one, this next one, Shyla, it's not. But we got to talk about <laughs> the Jungle Cruise. <laughs> I'm so, here for it. <laughs> this blockbuster Disney movie starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson is number one at the box office. And apparently it's the summer flick 2021 needed. But if you can't help but feel like you've seen this movie before, you're not exactly alone. Coming up, Screen Rant's May Abdulbaki explains why Jungle Cruise feels like a remake of so many movies we've already seen and why audiences seem to love it anyway. Chief it. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Have you ever felt depressed about work only to have your dad be like, why are you so down? So you told him you hate your job and he said, well, you better talk yourself out of it. And then you thought, hmm, I love to talk. I could host a podcast. And then you went to Spreaker from iHeart and started a podcast and got good at it, then monetized it, then quit your boring job, then told your dad, thanks for the advice. And he was like, well, that's not what I meant. And I don't understand what a podcast is, but you seem happy. So that's great, kiddo. You ever do that? Well, you could at Spreaker.com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Ask your dad. You actually don't. The Gangster Chronicles podcast is a weekly conversation that revolves around the underworld. From criminals and entertainers to victims of crime and law enforcement, we cover all facets of the game. Gangster Chronicles podcast doesn't glorify or promote illicit activities. We just discuss the ramifications and repercussions of these activities. Because after all, if you play gangster games, you are ultimately rewarded with gangster prizes. Our Heart Radio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Find the Gangster Chronicles podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back. So in case you haven't heard, Jungle Cruise starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson is kind of killing it at the box office right now. I mean, at least by 2021 standards. So much so that the movie's box office receipts have led many to call it the breakout hit of the summer. But is it actually? And how did such a contrived movie plot manage to score such a win with an audience in any case? May Abdul-Baki, movie reviews editor at Screen Rant, has a few thoughts on this and joins us now to break it all down. Hi, May. Nice to be here. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Yes, thank you for joining us. Okay, so I've seen this movie, but for people who haven't, what is even going on? Like, what is this movie about? It's just two adventurers um, kind of going down the river and trying to find the tree of life, basically, which has like healing magical petals. And there's a curse, of course. So yeah, it's just a lot of adventure, a lot of banter, fun times. I watched the whole trailer before I saw Black Widow. And afterwards, I was like, I still don't get what this movie is about. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, can we talk about how this is literally based on a ride? Like the Rock's character makes the same awful puns that Disney cast members do when you're on the ride. Like it's it's all the same. Like, is that normal? Have, have they done this before? I mean, they did it. They definitely did it with Pirates of the Caribbean. And another, I think Haunted Mansion was also a ride, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, so D- Disney definitely has history doing ride turn movies, which is, I suppose, more interesting than doing, you know, live action versions of animated classics. But it depends on, you know, yeah. everyone's perspective. <laughs> okay, so what has the reaction been to the movie from fans online? And also, did you like it? Did you like the movie? Did I like the movie? I, yes. you know, I thought it was fine. Um, I did not personally like it as much as maybe some other people did or even some other reviewers did because I was really distracted by the similarities that it had to other films. So it just made me want to watch, rewatch The Mummy and Pirates. Like I did that on Sunday. I was like, this is a far superior film. So it was <laughs> it was occasionally fun, but it was also not very memorable. Yeah. And, and so what has the reaction been Have besides critics? Because I feel like a lot of critics are having that same feeling. But like, what about just people that just want to watch a movie? I don't know. I haven't really checked for um, the general consensus. Um, I'm sure that many people did like it. I don't know anybody personally um, in my life that has seen it, but I'm sure it's, it's one of those like popcorn films that I'm sure people don't really think too much about and just kind of enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, they're along for the ride. No pun intended. <laughs> okay, so you mentioned this briefly, but like this base, this movie is basically the plot of The Mummy, right? Yes. I mean, there are certain scenes like the beginning with Lily kind of being in a library of some sort, trying to get an arrowhead for her adventure. And it pretty much mirrors the same one from The Mummy with Evelyn kind of reaching for a book and like knocking down a bunch of stuff. And there's she also has a brother who, you know, aids her on this adventure and she meets up with a man in this instance, Frank Wolf, played by Dwayne Johnson, who is going to help her get to the tree of life. So it's very much reminiscent of the mummy's plot and character dynamics. I don't know if it like pays tribute to it so much as it copies it. But <laughs> yeah, a lot of mummy similarities, a lot of even like pirate similarities as well. I did. Um, I loved this like one tweet that I saw that was like, that was like Brendan Fraser and, and Rachel Weiss could do uh, the Jungle Cruise, but The Rock oh, and yes. Emily Blunt couldn't do the mummy. <laughs> no shade to them, but it's true. It's yeah, true. It's exactly. very true. <laughs> and I feel like, I mean, you mentioned the mummy, obviously, and like pirates, but when I was watching it, I noticed a lot of comparisons to other things like Jumanji and like there was like a scene from National Treasure 2 where they're like underneath this like water thing and they're like discover this weird temple. And I feel like that was kind of similar. And even Indiana Jones and like, I don't know how many people here have actually seen The African Queen with Humphrey Bogart and Catherine Hepburn, but I was like, this is the same movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I mean, we've seen Hollywood recycle the same idea time and time again, but what sticks out about Jungle Cruise in particular, if anything? I don't think that there's anything particular that sticks out other than the fact that it's probably Disney's first original film outside of, you know, Marvel and Star Wars and live action animated films that I think since National Treasure in 2004. So it's been quite some time. And I think that's what stood out to me. But as a film itself, I wouldn't say that like six months from now, I'm not going to remember certain details about the movie or the jokes or even like the vibe. You know what I mean? It's just, it exists and it's sort of there to be enjoyable. But like afterwards, I don't think it's going to make as big of an impact as it's the films it's trying to um, emulate for sure. So do you think that Disney just wanted to give us a movie we've already seen and like hope we didn't realize it. I mean, 
I mean, I mean, even though you said it's original, it's still based on a ride. Like, are they kind of just throwing this at us and hoping we don't say anything? <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's definitely been the case with them for a long time now. As a company, they don't really take any risks with regards to their movies or even their streaming service. They have Marvel and they have Star Wars. And that's kind of been the big conversation starters for several decades now. Sad as it is to say, because like back in, you know, the 90s, the 2000s, Disney was actually coming out with, you know, interesting or at least engaging films, National Treasure, Pirates. Yes, those things are like Pirates is also based on a, a ride, but it had its own sense of personality and adventure. So it's just a really sad time for Disney, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I mean, I think we've like all have a consensus here that it's just kind of like the movie is what it is. It's it a movie, <laughs> you know, it exists. But Disney is calling Jungle Cruise a big box office success. So I want to talk about how it actually performed. You know, during COVID, it's hard to know what a hit really is. But even during these times, do you think the movie's box office is that impressive? I would say no. I mean, pandemic aside, when comparing it with other blockbusters this summer and taking into account that it opened in more theaters than even Black Widow or uh, Fast and Furious 9, Godzilla versus Kong, I don't think it's too impressive. But also, on the other hand, I do think it did well enough for a movie that isn't a franchise and doesn't already have a built-in fan base. Um, And again, it's like really hard to gauge considering the pandemic is still ongoing, but it is interesting to see how that all that stuff factors in because I think it played in 200 more theaters than Black Widow did and like a thousand more than Godzilla versus Kong. So the numbers aren't quite up there for probably what Disney usually expects. But again, pandemic, you know? Yeah. I mean, do you think that the like the star power has anything to do with it? I mean, like you've got The Rock. I feel like every movie he's in is a hit. I mean, like him and Emily Blunt, like I personally didn't think that they had that much chemistry in the movie, but like... (laughs) Wait, are they supposed to be love interests? It was so bad. Yes, it, yeah. Oh they were no, because in the trailer, I bad. thought they were just two buddies. <laughs> it was like that's honestly that's what it's like for the first like two hours of the movie, and then in the last four minutes, you're like, oh, I guess this is a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, they don't really they don't really flush that out well by any means. I do not believe their chemistry, but I mean they're not strangers to Disney by any means, so. I wonder if like that has something to do with the success or do you think because it's a family film as opposed to like Fast 9 or Fast and the Fear, what F9? Yeah, I don't F9. know what it was called. <laughs> um, or, you know, some of the other ones you mentioned, like Black Widow. Yes, it's Marvel. Like, I think maybe it's for teens. I don't know if it's necessarily for kids. So like, does the fact that it's a family film have anything to do with the success, do you think? I definitely think that's a big factor because this summer hasn't really had that many family films. If any, I don't recall. This one, you can just sort of sit down with your entire family or anybody really and just watch on Disney Plus or if they choose to go to a theater if they're comfortable. But I definitely do think there is there is a draw with Dwayne Johnson in general. I, I agree he doesn't have any romantic chemistry with Emily Blunt. Yes. <laughs> but there is, a, like he, I don't know, people find him very charming in general. Like he has a lot of public support. You know, he's really good at Uh, marketing his films and and the things that he's working on to kind of get people hyped so I do think that that factors into why people would want to see this movie even though you know they will be disappointed because it's not Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weisz's chemistry Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh Brendan Fraser (laughs) (laughs) and I'm over here like Rachel Weisz okay so I want to know I mean you talked about this like Disney hasn't had really anything original in a while do you do you think we're gonna get any 
original stuff coming soon? Or do we think we're just going to get some vague repeats? I definitely, I mean, they have a full slate of repeats or sequels like Hocus mm. Pocus 2, which is mm-hmm. interesting. Well, I'm excited um, for that yeah. one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm a huge fan of the first one, so I'm interested to see where that goes. Yeah, but we'll, yeah see, we'll see what happens. Yeah, but it is... I haven't seen anything so far outside of, you know, the what they've kind of thought into when they took over um, 20th Century Fox. But it is what it is, I guess, now. And you just come to expect that from them. But I do think it is a shame that we don't get any more risk-taking movies, you know, no matter how, whether they flop or not, because even Hocus Pocus back in the day was not considered a box office success. And well, look how that, it that, lasted. That is know? on them. They did decide to release a Halloween movie in July. That one's on them. <laughs> Very true. Very true. But yeah, I, I don't. And it's it's also like now that we're factoring in the whole Scarlett Johansson lawsuit and whatever. So I don't know how that's going to look like in the future, but I definitely don't think they're interested right now and for you know the foreseeable future in kind of doing anything then regurgitating what we've already seen. Mm. Well, to that, I say boo. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> but May, thank you so much for joining us today and breaking this all down. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. That's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, even lawyers can shake their ass on the dance floor. They're still lawyers. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. 